This is it, yet another episode of Marketing, Management, and Money with Ryan and Ryan, your hosts. Today, we are going to launch into kind of an interesting emotional piece for the business owners out there, and that is hiring someone who is better than you. Dun, dun, dun. I know. <laughs> that can be scary for a lot of people. <laughs> it, it, it is scary for most people. It's It's intimidating. Um, there are a lot of mistakes that I've seen made, but very emotional time. It, it It's something that if your company is growing, you're going to want to do. And let's just, let's just clear the air with this one. Mistake number one, don't hire people who are worse than you <laughs> just because you're intimidated. Okay. Okay. Like it, it, it sounded Stupid until I finished, you know, don't hire people that are dumber than you. Right. But I know entrepreneurs that will hire people that don't intimidate them, which means that they're not adding anything to their business. They, okay. they make sure that the, they can keep it on lockdown. Exactly. Okay. They, See, and that's not how I took that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking you were saying don't hire people that are worse than you are at whatever because... Because they're dumb? <laughs> I, w- I wasn't trying to be rude or condescending. Not what I meant, but... Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> but now we know Ryan Ryan's true nature. <laughs> <laughs> but don't get that thumb off, you know, take it out of lockdown. See, and I, I thought you were saying don't hire people that are... what? How did you phrase that? Sorry. I, I don't know. Worse don't, than you or yeah, dumber than, don't, I don't know. Don't, don't. Just because you're intimidated. Right. I thought you meant like intimidated by the tasks that you're doing. Oh, right? no, 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 no. So, so what happens a lot but, of time? But, but, uh, same thing could happen too, right? Like sure. If you're like, oh crap, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, hire somebody because they sound like they know what they're talking about in terms of accounting, but I don't know because <laughs> I'm scared of accounting. Yeah. And then you hire somebody and they suck at it. I've seen that happen. Oh, and then you, you don't even realize it for- right you know, yeah. seven and a half months because yeah. you don't know oh, anything. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Well, well, we will get there. <laughs> I have a great reference for that. One <laughs> we will get there. But I want to start with this one of, uh, you know, keeping suppression because you are personally threatened. Yeah. And this is hard to see because no one wants to look in the mirror and just be like, oh, yeah, I suck at this. And, you know, especially if you have started the business and, yeah, you know, you're like, I built this up from my bootstraps. You know, I had nothing. It's it's that, that good old war story entrepreneur. Well, when I, you know, <laughs> I, I went out and sold newspapers for you know, yeah. twelve cents a piece, and I, you know, I saved ate, my money. Ate mush for ten years yeah. so that I could build this business. And you right. want to come in here and just change everything? Yeah, I do because you're still eating mush, sir. That yeah, is, right. You know? <laughs> and and so uh, so you know when you get ready to hire people, take take an inventory of yourself. What are you good at? What are you bad at? And be willing to accept that even though you've put blood, sweat, and tears into your business, 
someone else has put blood, sweat, and tears into their education. Or they might have experience from four mm-hmm. different businesses and you've been stuck in one business. And, yeah. You know, and 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 so and and when they come and share ideas with you, well, guess what? It's not going to resonate with you because you would have come up with these ideas if you had them, but you don't. And so, right. you know, it, it, it's a level of humility, but it's a necessary step. At some point, every business owner who starts a business is threatened or intimidated or they feel, you know, condescended mm-hmm. by you know, the young whippersnapper or whoever yeah. that, that comes in after the fact. Well, and I want to, I want to make a point here that all of the, I'm going to, I'm going to be daring and I'm going to say all of those types of feelings or that where those are coming from is, is fear-based. Right? Sure. And, I would agree with that. And that is never a smart or a wise position to be making decisions from, especially if it's decision, a decision to stay limited. Right. Yeah. Like you may think like, oh, okay. So this whole time I've been sitting here thinking about, have you ever seen those people that like, it's the craziest thing, super cool, but they like balance like river rocks on top of each other. And then they'll take like this stick and then they'll balance two rocks out on the, you know, and they like build this whole thing. So it's like, it's just like that for a small business owner, right? Like they are teetering all of these things together and they've got it like, three rocks high and they're super stoked. Right. Uh-huh. And then there's like this sage that comes in and he specializes in this particular type of what, I don't know, whatever, but, uh, he's an accountant, but, <laughs> and it's, and they're like, Hey, well, you know, if you actually did this and as a small business owner, you're like, don't touch it. Yeah. I got three rocks. Leave it alone. <laughs> You know, uh huh, and they're like, all right, you know, okay, but but then that leads right into what you were uh, you were going to reference. So the sage comes in, and I just did air quotes there, for, right, right. <laughs> you know, so the sage comes in, and they're just like, oh, do this, and you're like, okay, and then they knock your rocks over, and they're like, oh, whoops, sorry, and then they leave. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or or they're like, or or you're like, okay, you get to the point where you're you're humble enough, and you're like, okay, I got three rocks. I've tried four several times. I can't get four, and so hey, uh, do you sage? Do you know how to do four rocks? And they're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, how, how, how would you pay him for me to stack rocks? Stacking. I, will, wheelbar- no, no wheelbarrow. No wheelbarrow. Of course not. Why would I do that? <laughs> this is a management position, right? With a management salary? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I can cover it. Exactly. Oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> I've seen that firsthand. Terrible, terrible, terrible. But no, the reference I was going to make earlier is, have you ever seen the IT crowd? It's a, a British comedy. No, no, I've never oh even heard of it. Oh my gosh, you have to look at it. It's hilarious. <laughs> Case in point. So I think it's either the first or the second episode. Uh, this lady uh, is interviewing to be part of the the IT department okay. because it's an IT manager position. Uh-huh. And the CEO of the company or something is interviewing her and asking her about what she knows about IT. And she's like, yeah, IT, computers, mouse. I've worked with keyboards and email. (laughs) And he's like, perfect, you're hired. And she ends up being the IT manager. And then she goes down in there. And these two dudes down there are like, this broad doesn't know anything. (laughs) And 
And and we're sitting here laughing because we've been in that real life situation. Yeah, where the guy walks in and you're like, wait, he's not a manager. He's my manager? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So... How how do you know if someone's legit? How do you know if someone is a fraud? And one of the things that I would recommend is I, I, I've seen this happen a lot, and that is you put some sort of probationary period together. Yep. You put some sort of you gotta prove yourself. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Like if if I want to, you know, be on a sports team. I got to try out. Now, they're not yeah. going to know my total skill set by tryouts, but they're going to weed out those who know nothing. Yeah, they can see the basics pretty quick. And 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 what happens is I see these small businesses that they're just like, oh, I, I got to have somebody. You know, I got to have somebody. And if I want if I want talent, I got to pay for it. You get what you pay for. And I'm like, yeah. that is true. But there's also a sucker born every minute, and don't be that guy, you know? Yes. And so right? if someone comes in and, you know, they're talking the talk, the problem is you're hiring this position because you don't know what to do. If you knew what to do, that wouldn't be where you're hiring the position. Or you don't have the capacity, right? True. But that one's a little easier because you at least have the experience to kind of see through if someone is, you know, full of themselves. Or you're not humble enough to admit that. You really don't have the experience. Yeah, I yeah. got the experience. I can do it. I yeah. just need somebody to do what I was doing. May, may I just state that years and experience are Thank not you. the same thing. I just... Yep. Yes, you, you do have to put in the time to get the experience, but just because you have put in the time does not mean that you exactly. have the experience. Exactly. So... You know, if, if someone comes in, if they're serious about your company, especially, look, you're a small business. So first off, you're not fully attracting them on a salary because most of the time, and you shouldn't be. Like, right. if, if they're making top dollar working for a small business, um, mm-hmm. you probably are hiring the wrong guy or overpaying them. Because yeah. small businesses... You know, and we did a full episode on this where we talked about that entrepreneurs, you know, they have to buy into your vision. They have to buy into what it is that your company does. Yeah. And they want to be in a entrepreneurial environment. So they're willing to sacrifice some of the salary, some of the perks, some of the benefits that come with a solid corporate job. Right. You know, and so first off, you should not be you know, trying to attract them with, with top dollar. Now I don't mind attracting someone. And then when they have proven themselves, you know, building them up to top dollar, right. But don't start by attracting them with top dollar. Cause what you'll get is you'll get overpriced people. Garbage. Who, yeah. And they know you don't know because. Yeah. And then he walks into your building and the other empl- employees are like, that's my manager. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're right. I gotta find a new job. <laughs> You know, and and so start them a little bit low. Make them yeah. want it. Make them earn it. Have some things yeah, that they have to prove themselves. There's nothing wrong with that. And I, I love how you brought up the probationary period kind of a thing. Uh, I worked with a company recently that that's how they brought on their employees was on a project basis, mm-hmm. right? Like so, they will they have these. Um, different uh, categories, so to speak, right, or okay. of, of work 
that they have already ironed out, like the process. You just on. made that sound so ugh. Uh, category <laughs> work. Uh. <laughs> I know. I can't think. I'm trying to think of the term that they used, and it's not coming to mind. But they have these different areas of focus that they have projects okay. that they need regularly done. Okay. That they've uh, determined to show efficiency or productivity or whatever in these different areas. And so they will bring on basically freelancers at that point. They'll hire quote unquote hire people mm-hmm. to do these jobs on a project basis. And then they judge them based on their deliverables. Right. Yeah. And so that becomes the, the skill set portion of it becomes the secondary uh, judgment or not the secondary. It's like the, the post judgment Right. Sure. The initial thing that they're judging these people on to bring them on f- in the first place to do these projects is their character. You know what I mean? Because there are things that you can't teach people. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, like, and, and if they don't have them, like if people just are sour pusses and they're not going to have a good attitude at work, you can't train that out of a person. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so first and foremost, they look for, they've again, they've identified these things that are core values, like you said, important to their company. It's core to their company. And as long as people align in that way, they'll give them a project. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then they'll judge based on the, the what they receive back. Okay, we can hire this person. Yeah. They'll, they'll fit well. So- uh, in, in his book, uh, Good to Great, Jim Collins talks about uh, leadership from within mm-hmm. and how important that is. Now, this, in yeah. my mind, is a variation of that because, you know, what it's saying is it's saying that, you know, like like you're suggesting that you kind of bring them inside and then give them a chance to prove their leadership skills or, in this instance, their competency, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, but but that was a, a huge finding that he did, you know, uh, a very, uh, you know, data-driven study on what makes companies, you know, go from good to great. And it was this internal leadership, not bringing in a lot of people from the outside. Now, at some point, you've got to bring someone in from the outside, right? Right. But they have to have that internal buy-in. And, and that that to me is kind of the summary is to say, look, yeah. make sure that they've got buy-in beyond the paycheck and beyond. See, this is the other thing that I see is, you know, a lot of times people are looking for things that have nothing to do with the business. Like they want to live in the area. Yeah, right. And, and I'm like, there's nothing wrong with, you know. It has nothing to do with my company. Why are you here? <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, so – take some time to filter out that they're there for the business, not that they're like, oh, well, I was looking for an opportunity to move here Mm -hmm. or, you know, I was looking for a resume builder or I noticed that you're paying way too much for this position because you don't know what this position really does. Right. You know, well, and, and a whole huge shift to that line of thinking is the recent shift that we've had in terms of, uh, remote work, right? Yeah. Like all of a sudden there's this explosion of the ability and wide acceptance across employers and employees of remote work, mm-hmm. right? And so now more than ever, you're going to have applicants just applying for any job they can get that will let them work from home <laughs> because now it's like, hey, yeah. all of a sudden caviar, 
Everybody got it. So, right. Right. Yeah. They're and, just finding a place that they can get some. They don't care where. You know, they don't care that it's your caviar. They just want some because they want to be hanging out in the mountains of Canada. I don't know. With That's actually where I want to go. Right? I do, too. It's gorgeous. We've already talked about that, though. We have. So, okay. <laughs> I, I, I digress. I, I want to talk about another piece on this, and that is... so. You understand that you need a position and you're willing to hire someone. Are you willing to give them the autonomy that they need? And one that is a big area of concern is in the finance. Most entrepreneurs are not accountants. I mean, some are, but most are not accountants. Most are not CFOs. And so... They get into this situation where there's like, well, I need to hire someone to, you know, run my books. Yeah. But then they don't want to give up that information because it's, you know, I mean, you've got all of the financial figures. And exactly. Oh, it's, you you get to see how much money I take home. Mm-hmm. You know? And oh, it's, yeah. It's like, yeah, they do. But your doctor also sees you naked. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't go get an exam. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've run into that often where I'll get hired as a consultant and then they're like, wait, 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 what? You want to see what? It's like, you read the contract. <laughs> Obviously not, actually, but <laughs> I, I, it was there. <laughs> I, I, I had one. It was a, a private school and uh, they brought me on to do some work for them. <laughs> And I'm like, great. And so I went, I toured the facility and wonderful. I loved what they were doing. Sure. You know, it was, it was super innovative, you know, their whole approach to learning. And, and I was excited. I was excited for this opportunity uh, to work with them. And so, um, you know, we were emailing back and forth and I sent this email and I said, okay, uh, can I see your financial statements? Mm-hmm. They never replied ever. Really? Yeah. And I thought to myself, I'm like, dude, you can say, I'm sorry, I don't feel comfortable sharing that information. It makes it extraordinarily difficult to, you know, do my job as a consultant. And many times, you know, if, if you're on a management team, and you're trying to figure out, you know, I see this a lot with, uh, you know, with with sales. Because sales can ruin a company mm-hmm. if you don't manage the profits and the cash. Right. And so if you've got a, you know, like like a VP of sales who's just going crazy, uh, if they don't know the cash position of the company or the profitability of the company, they can run it into the ground. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. It can happen so fast. <laughs> so it's like as an owner, when you bring people on – if you don't trust them, don't bring them on. Yeah. If you do trust them, give them the tools that they need to be successful in their job. And the autonomy. And the autonomy. Oh. <laughs> right? <laughs> because it's like coming back to the stones. It's like, hey, I need you to stack that fourth stone. And then they're like, okay, let me do it. And you're like, don't touch my rocks. Yeah. <laughs> or, no, here's the fourth rock, but I'm going to hold it while, you, you know, it's like, right. no, you got to let them do it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And that's the thing though. It's, it, it, it's scary, right? Because mm-hmm. you're like, this is your baby. You spent forever figuring out how to stack those three rocks, but you can't do it on your own. Yeah. Nobody can. Yeah. Right. So 
there's one final thing that I want to talk about before we wrap up this episode. Uh, we talked about hiring employees, you know, that are better than you. Mm-hmm. What about hiring your kids? Hmm. I, it, it's hmm. a real thing because <laughs> so many entrepreneurs want to hand down the business to their kids. Right. And sometimes it's successful. Sometimes it's not. Yeah. So, well, and we, and we've talked a little bit about that in, in previous episodes where it's like, you know, uh, I, I personally, or I gave the example of, of a friend of mine that they have this process that they've handed their mm-hmm. company down through generations now. And, but it's like set in stone and it works for them. Right. I don't know that this process would work for anybody else. It might, it might not. But then again, like you also see the other side of it where, like you said, it doesn't work out. And for me, the kicker to that is the experience has to come mm-hmm. one way or the other. It has to come either, uh, you know, with this uh, particular friend of mine, they have uh, their progenitors. Is that the right word? The people, you know, the, sure. the kids, the babies that are growing up into this thing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the posterity. They're, as they're coming up into the business, they don't get handed a six-figure salary. They don't get handed a management-level position. They literally are the grunts. Mm-hmm. Like, they start out uh, doing intern work, mm-hmm. minimum wage. And that doesn't matter if they're coming on to the company for the first time at 30 or if they're coming on at 16. Yeah. They start in the same spot and that's, but that's what works for them. Right. And now I've seen the up, the other side of it where it's like, you know, they get handed the position and now it's like, Hey, uh, you didn't know this was coming, but figure it out. And what I'm getting at is like the experience is going to come. It has to come Mm -hmm. one way or the other. So, I, I agree with you, and I think that you uh, really touched on some key points there. One of the things that I want to emphasize is this whole episode is about uh, hiring people that are better than you. Yeah. And if you notice that your kid is not better than you, don't hire them until they are. Exactly. Like, if, if they want to, as you said, if, if they want to do the grunt work and learn... One of the mistakes that I see so often is you've got these entrepreneurs, you know, these second and third generation entrepreneurs that don't want the business. Yeah. Yeah. They want the money from it, Mm -hmm. but they don't want to actually, like they don't have the passion that the original owner has. And that owner wants so desperately to hand off the business to them. And in their mind, they're just like, oh yeah, you know, my, my, my daughter, she's getting the business. No doubt about it. It's like, maybe she doesn't want it. You know, right. like, like to right. just ask her and say, Hey, you know, what, what do you want to do? And if she does want it, be like, okay, I will hire you once you're better than me. Yeah. You know, because that's the only way that a business is going to grow. If you hire them to be the CEO and they are not qualified to be the CEO, that's a mistake, but you can bring them up. You know, you can, you can exactly. work with them and you can make sure that they get the training and the experience that they need. Yeah. But. I I would argue that probably the majority of second and third generation don't want the business. 
And there's a lot of duty and guilt that yeah. forces them into spots that they just don't have passion for. Yeah. And, and two things really quick. If you are waiting for that person that you're going to hand it off to, to be perfect at the job, that's a mistake <laughs> too, happen. right? Yeah. Like they just have to be better at, at than you at and, doing and, it. And, and they don't have to be perfect too. Exactly. Right. Like, mm. You don't want to hire a professional hockey player to be evaluating diamonds for you. Right. right. So that was weird, but right. I know. I was like, <laughs> what's the most obscure <laughs> way that I could compare this? But, but, but you might have a situation where the person that you're hiring, like they are a, you know, a marketing guru and you as the owner or the founder of the company you built it on, you know, like you're a tinkerer, like you're, you're, yeah. you're the one in the back room, just kind of like, you know, building stuff and coming up with new ideas and yeah. they're amazing at selling it. It's like a product that, innovation company. Yeah. They don't have to follow in the exact footsteps that you're doing, but they have to bring something to the table that the company yeah. doesn't already have. Right. You had two points. I cut you off. Okay. So my second point was that there are a myriad of different ways to support a person coming into one of those roles. Sure. Right. Like it doesn't have to be this perfect fit. Like they, and, and this kind of alludes to your same, the same point you were making. They don't have to be like the exact replica of you. Mm -hmm. Right. Just a little bit better. It's like, no, they can be different and that's okay. They can be deficient in some ways that, you know, they need to grow up it a little bit. So put a board of directors around them of smart people to to lead this thing forward, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's not it's not like an all or nothing thing. You know what I mean? You don't have to hold out hope for that perfect guy or that perfect girl to come in and save the day. And and and, and I think that this all boils down to if you want to grow, you do have to hire people who are better than you. Because if you're yeah. not hiring people that are better than you, then you're not growing. And in order to hire people that are better than you, there's a level of humility. There's a level of understanding. You know, you have to give up the reins a little bit. There's risk, yeah. There's exactly. risk. You know, I mean, like, it is a difficult skill set as an entrepreneur to have to, you know, give up control to the right person, to pick the right person and have confidence in them and then give them the reins. Like that is a difficult skill set and it takes practice. It takes work. So. Yeah. So hopefully you feel prepared now to hand your business <laughs> over to somebody else. <laughs> I might know some people if you need a, a reference or two. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Now, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate the audience. Uh, Feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. We are at MMM Small Biz. That's at MMM Small B-I-Z. We'd love to read uh, and talk about your comments and questions and, you know, reach out to you guys and get feedback and things. Thank you again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Take care.